0: Blog Talk
1: Radio Hey, what up Q? What up Radio World? My name is Quincy And this
2: is my show The Talk to Q Radio Show
1: It's almost like posting a blog Except I'm doing it live. All over a sudden
2: thank you for having
3: on your show,
2: so awesome to be cool. here with you and all your listeners.
3: Come on. Nice and don't screw, screwing.
2: Cool. Cool. Oh my goodness.
3: Oh, that came
1: out. Oh, all kinds
2: of freaky. That's not what I mean. Come on. Come on. You know we need more shows like cool. this because cool. people need as much relationship help cool. out here as they can get. Come on. Come cool.
3: on. Cool. I was told that. Well, I am pro woman but I'm not anti-woman. I know the value
2: of
3: a good man. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that if you want What's going on, man? What up, what up? Hey Q, hey
2: everybody.
3: Hey Q, how are you? Cool.
2: You ain't laying it down? I bring sun and light in every single time.
3: Cool. Yeah.
1: What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome all of you to another edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we will get crystallized and talk about trending topics across the web with uh, Crystal Hickerson. And we will also get into this whole stand or kneel for the national anthem thing. But you know what, before I even get started on all of that, let me um, explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice, chat, or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to talktoq.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 729 out of 750. We'll start right after a word from one of my sponsors.
3: Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcast at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on. Can't understand how I last so long.
2: I must have the superpowers last 223,000 hours. All
1: right. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com for always being down by law with T2Q. 347-202-0215 Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on tonight's talk to Q radio show. Talking about this whole national anthem thing. Um, you know, it started I guess well, this this go around. I mean, it started with Colin Kaepernick about a year and a half ago. And I say this go around because he's not the first person to do this. Uh, it's been done in the past before. Now, the person I remember doing it back in the '90s was a an NBA player by the name of Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, and you can pretty much assume that because of his religious beliefs that uh, he chose not to stand for the flag. I think at one point he at one point he was sitting for it, then I think he turned his back to it. And then ultimately, I think he left. Um, He stayed in the locker room altogether during the playing of it. But um, this is not the first time, but this is definitely the most traction this whole standing kneeling thing has gotten. And if given of choice, what would you do? You know, and at what point do people actually discuss what this whole ordeal was about? Rather than just kind of blabbering off at the mouth about it um, So that's what we'll kind of get into tonight And let me go ahead and go to the phone lines go To the, the 910 area code Tar Hill State of North Carolina He's not a real doctor, but he plays one on the radio And welcome Dr. Bobby Willis to the Talk to Q radio show What's happening, man?
0: Hey, what's going on Q?
1: Not too much, not too much And it's just me and you right now, Bobby, but so let me just ask you this. Um, Mm -hmm. You saw a lot of commotion on Sunday with the football games. And, you know, before we even get into what uh, President Trump said, um, just what was your reaction? I mean, you're a military guy. Uh, I guess let's start there first. Let's start there first. You're a military guy. How do you feel when you see someone kneeling, during the plan of the National Anthem And kind of give us just a brief background Of your military experience
0: Okay well uh, First of all I am a former Marine of 13 years And um, you know I haven't, haven't been to war or anything like that uh, When my unit went I was actually um, Sent to recruiting duty a month before We even got word that my unit was going to go So I kind of missed out on that But um, you know I, I have enlisted guys that have gone over there and, um, so that's, uh, you know, I was a diesel mechanic my first four years and went to recruiting, you know, avionics school with avionic tech for a little while. And then went to uh, recruiting duty. So that's, that's pretty much the gist of my, uh, service. But, um, I think that you got a handful of, uh, military people out there that are, you know, complaining about the anthem and things like that. And I, and I get it. I understand it. Um, but what folks don't realize there's, um, there is a, there's a complexity to the reason why they do it because a lot of these guys have gone overseas or to, you know, uh, to the combat theater. They, the reason why they defend the anthem or the flag or anything like that is because when they're over, when they're over in the foreign territory and these folks are, you know, saying they hate America and things like that, that's all they have over there is the flag, you know, and stuff like that. So, so naturally they'll come back and they'll support it, you know, and things like that. But the bigger picture, for most of us who see the bigger picture, it's not about a flag or a song, you know. It's about defending the rights of the average American person. When we stood before the, um, you know, when we when we when we stood there at attention and we said our oath, our oath said, you know, I swear to defend, support, and defend the Constitution of the United States against all the enemies foreign and domestic okay that's what it said it don't say you know i was supporting defend you know the american flag or i was supporting defend right. the national anthem it said i was supporting defend the constitution keyword constitution here so part of the constitution the very first thing that, in in the constitution it says there's you know, freedom of speech so right now you know there, you know, if if you're a service member and you're attacking these people because they're exercising their freedom of speech, you're misguided. You're you're looking at it from another angle. You're looking at it from an angle when you were over in theater, and the only thing that you had there was that, that reminded you of your country was the flag or or a song playing. Whereas here, it's a it's, it's it's a much broader picture. Now we're talking about you know now you're back stateside. We're talking about the rights of the American people. And so that should never get lost uh, against anything, whether it's um, a song or some kind of symbol, whatever symbol you may have. You know, people' actual rights should never get lost in the mix on that. So kneeling for the uh, kneeling down and stuff like that, to me, that's respectful. They could be doing what that one one guy was doing on the sideline, exercising and doing all that So they, that that you know, that was disrespectful because not so much uh, to the to the anthem or whatever, but. That's disrespectful to the people who respect the anthem. Right. Taking a knee is saying, hey, I respect your thoughts on it, but I'm not going to support that because right now it's not for me. You know what I mean? So taking a knee is actually a respectful gesture. because They could just be sitting in the huddle talking to each other and just ignoring it. But people don't get that. And I think it's purposely being talked about as an attack against the national anthem or the flag to avoid talking about the real problem, which is a stand against police brutality.
1: Okay, okay, very good, very good. So, let me ask you this, and this is kind of the, I, I guess, the elephant in the room for a lot of, a lot of black people.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: this is a problem that we seem to have a hard time getting past. How do you protest without offending white people?
0: Well you know what you shouldn't worry about offending White people I mean protesting is not to Make anybody comfortable The whole point of a protest is to make people Uncomfortable you know what I mean So uh, we know That there are white people out there that stand and march With us so you know um, I think I think when we get into the um, When we when we Start getting into the, the, the area Where we are blaming all white people And stuff like that then I think that we may be taking it A little overboard and stuff You know we need to be specific. I think, I think it helps to be specific because there are a sector of white people and even some blacks who, um, you know, who don't like, you know, minorities. And so I think we need to call them out versus making a widespread, you know, generality because, you know, it would be no different than, you know, let's say, white folks saying, you know, all blacks are thugs. You know what I'm saying? We would get mad about that. You know, when, it, when it, you know, in reality, there is a, a little small sector of, of you know, the, the population that are thugs, just like it is across any of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, ethnic groups out there. So I think that, you know, it helps to be specific. But overall, a, a protest is not designed to make anybody feel comfortable. It's designed to create civil unrest. That's the whole point. To get people talking about a subject that they keep avoiding over and over and over, kicking the can down the road. Somebody's got to pick it up and be, you know, be willing to, you know, toss it or either talk about it or whatever. And that's what that's what a protest is for. So overall, I have no problem with it making white folks uncomfortable, but I think that it will serve our purpose and, you know, then, uh, help us move along if we do uh, uh, specifically target the people that we're going after, you know the you know the racist folks the the uh, the white nationalists and all these people you know let's call them out because there are some white people that that don't like this no more than we do and they're out there they're marching they're you know uh antifa for example antifa hang on, I ain't gonna lie to you those fuckers rock <laughs> I ain't gonna lie
2: they get busy
0: they get I'm serious they get busy. they're like the white version of damn black panther. they are the white panther. uh so you know they they're out there you know saying, putting in work which is something that we should be doing, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't want to condone violence or say go out there and, you know, beat somebody up and that, like that. But what I'm saying is we need to be prepared for that if it comes down to it. Right now, you know, you got, you got, you got folks that just want to sing and march, which is fine. Like it has its place. Then you got the ones that want to sit on the sideline and talk about the people that are out there doing something. You know, and then you got the ones that you know the the, the coons and Uncle Toms that tap dance that won't you know tap dance with a pat on the head. So you got these people, you know, that we got. So we got to deal with our own just as much as we got to deal with the ones that we're going out against.
1: All right, very good, very good. And three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number. I have a caller six one five if you want to join in. Just press one on your dial pad and let me know that you're ready to hop in on the discussion. And so, all right, Dr. Willis, do you think that kneeling for the national anthem during sporting events is gaining traction? This is after everything that happened this weekend. Is it gaining momentum or is it starting to get more confusing?
0: Um. I think a little bit of both. I think it's starting to gain traction because, um, you know, it's a serious topic that's finally, you know, you know, because people are talking bad about it or, you know, coming out against it, you know, it's, it's actually doing doing a lot more, you know, uh, harm to that cause than it is for the people that are kneeling. So it's, it's bringing people uh, closer to those who are doing the protest and they're joining in because they see that it is, you know, they're finally starting to wake up to the issue that we know we're talking about. It's only confusing because, like I said, you know, you got you got our own who are sitting on the sidelines complaining about the kneeling, or complaining about people doing that. They're, these are the ones that always got something to say about people that are trying to do something, but they never do uh-huh. anything. Yet. yet they benefit from whatever come of those people that are out there doing something. And that's why I say, you know, this generation and and, and the generation before I was you know, we we kind of we kind of suck, and it's sad to say that because. Um, if we had the men of today, you know, and you put them, you place them back in, you know, in that time of the men of yesterday, you know what I'm saying? We would not have the freedom we have right now. Cause I'll give you uh, an example. If we, let's say the, 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 um, the Greensboro four or five, I forgot, I think it's four, but they sat in on that, uh, in that restaurant. Right. Uh Well, if they were sitting in that restaurant the men of today would be sitting probably out, standing outside, saying they stupid for going in. They shouldn't be going in and just talking bad about them. You know what I mean? And and and, and not willing to sacrifice for any, you know, for the future or for the, you know, kids of the future. None of that because these guys are scared or they may have a little something themselves and don't want to give that up. But the men of, men of yesterday, they sacrifice. They say, all right, right, you know, I know I might get killed, I might get beat, but I got a child, and I don't want that child to live like this. So they went and they sacrificed. They, you know, I'm pretty sure there was a couple of them that was saying the same thing. But on a grander scale, they all sacrificed. They all freaking banded together. They helped each other. They stood up. Today's men wear skirts. It seemed like you tell them to go out and do something, you know, saying uh, that's going to benefit our people, our women, and our children. They look at you sideways. They just want to. They just say, what are you know? They're, they're questioning you, like, what are you doing and and things like that even though you may be out there. And it's sad. We we're, we're in a sad state right now as a whole. So that makes it confusing because you got you got us also, you know, going against us in addition to, you know, the people that we are, you know, protesting against. And right. So that makes it confusing It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. I think it's, it's it's definitely gaining some traction, but you know, just like everything else. Nowadays, you know, fighting for right is like a fad. As soon as the new thing come along, we're going to forget about this. You know what I mean? So, you know, we got, we got to be able to stay the course uh, with what we're doing, no matter how far down the line they get or how old it may seem. Until we get some kind of justice or until some kind of change take place, we have to stay the course.
1: No doubt, man, no doubt. All right, very well said. Let me go to the 615 area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee.
4: I believe this is my man, Old School. Old School, is that you? Well, you ain't forgot about me, Q. How you doing, man?
1: <laughs> What's going on, bro?
4: Not a whole lot. I just wanted to call in. I hadn't talked to you in a while. I'm glad you hadn't forgot about me.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, never that, man. And so, Old School, what do you think about it? Um, you know, all this commotion on the weekend and people standing and kneeling and some people doing both and staying in locker rooms and stuff during the games. Do you think that kneeling for the National Anthem during sporting events is gaining momentum, or do you think it's starting to get more
4: confusing? Uh, I, both. I think it's gaining momentum because more people are taking action. But the thing that's confusing is some of them really don't know what they taking action for. Because, I mean, if you listen to the media, it's all about the flag and the, and the song. But that ain't what Colin Kaepernick started out. with he started out talking about black deaths in here and untreatment of uh mistreatment of blacks. But you don't you don't even hear that now. All you hear is we disrespecting the flag, we disrespecting right. the military. No, they not. They showing they trying to let you know what they trying to do. But the media and uh and I'm gonna say y'all president 'cause I don't president Because i do not want to call it mine, but he's just <laughs> making a mockery of it all. He he's they're trying to divide everybody, but see, that's what I like about the NFL and what I like about America. We are already together. We didn't went through the black and the white thing. We already the NFL teams are made up of every nationality that you can think of, and they gonna stick together. They play together. They are a team. That's what they taught to be. So he's trying to divide us into different. It's just going a little bit crazy, man. You know what I'm saying?
1: It definitely is. It's uh... um. And, and I don't know. After this weekend, it just got uh, really nuts, to
4: be honest with you.
1: But, yeah, and, uh, and
4: I, I, I give them I give them props for what they're doing. But I, as a matter of fact, I, I tell you, I had an incident with a young lady at work. She said she was upset at the Titans for for uh, not coming out for the anthem. They disrespected. She said she has a father that was in the military, and she said disrespected. And I said, honey, I'm a, you. You number one, you miss uh, you misinformed it's nothing about the military it's all about black lives matter we trying to bring her but she's a white woman so she didn't know if that was what it was about and they telling her something else the media is telling us something else so you know she got a little upset because we told her that but that was the truth a lot of people don't know they just don't know and, and, so- uh, and, I, and man it's like they don't want to know you know what i'm saying Because it's there in front of you every day It ain't like you don't see it I mean if you're paying attention to life You see it every day
1: And it's just one of those things where I feel like the media Has been responsible For all the stuff that we've seen And it's it's allowed them to take this story And spread it over a year and a half You know (laughs) Because when you have a 24 hour news station You take whatever you can get
4: that, that true. And, and and another point I wanted to make real quick is with uh uh Mr Trump up there, they say he tweeted out more about the NFL and uh his disrespect than he's even talked about Puerto Rico. We got lies over there losing lives every day, every minute. People uh uh suffering, but he'd rather talk about his feud with the NFL. Come on, man, is that really important? It it really
1: isn't, but I don't know where his focus is. And we're gonna get into talking about Trump in just a moment. I'll take a quick break and we'll come right back and discuss what forty five said over the weekend. Take a quick break here on the Talk to Q radio show. Call how it is. Yo. Yeah,
2: Chase a bitch, no no bitch. mask on, fuck it, mask on, mask on, fuck it, mask on, perfect fit, miley perfect fit, chase the chip, never chase a bitch, no chase no bitch. two cups. cups, toast up with the game, dang, dang. from full stop to a whole nother domain, Got out the bottle, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. a living poop, yeah. yeah. and compromising half a million on the
1: Two one five is the number on the talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And let me go back to the phone line. To the eight five zero area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. To welcome on the man in black, the homie Buck. Buck, what's going on, man? What up, what up? How's
2: everybody doing this evening?
1: Doing great. How you doing?
2: Outstanding.
1: All right And to the 517 area code The Motor City of Detroit To welcome on The, author, the show host,
3: The show legend Crystal
1: Hickerson What's going on Chris?
3: Thank you, how are you? I, I
1: am outstanding All right And I'll welcome back on Dr. Willis and my man Old School Okay and we'll get right back into this. 347 202 0215 is the number. All right. So, Dr. Willis, let me go back to you on this. Um, what was your reaction to what President Trump said over the weekend? I mean, he cursed players out. All right. Well, I, I won't even get into what he said about, um, you know, penalties for hard and stuff like that because that's more of a sports thing but what do you right. think about how he basically challenged the owners telling them that they should fire a player who kneels to the, to the national anthem
0: uh you know he's he's dead wrong i mean it's not you know it, it, and i think what what made it worse was in the way he said it too you know what i'm saying um had he just come out and maybe made a suggestion or something like that, you know, he probably wouldn't even got as much backlash about it. But, you know, the way he said and went about it was just totally wrong in, in that of it in and in of itself. So, uh, I don't agree with him. Uh, you know, the man he 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 thinks like a child, so you know he's gonna act like one. Um, like I said, as far as as far as as this whole thing with the anthem and stuff, it's, it's like I've been saying anyway you know they got it they got it all twisted they want to use the military they want to use you know uh uh you know service members and stuff as this little scapegoat or is this uh this talking um point for this for this uh situation that's going on but you know most military people realize that the things that we're fighting for is actually being demonstrated with this uh protest you know what I'm saying the, you know you still got the freedom to do that <laughs> you know the freedom of speech uh, you, and like I say, so it's it's always the ones that haven't served the day in their lives that that's talking about, you know, oh, you know, my, you know, I got somebody that's, you know, who who served, and you know, you're disrespecting the military. No, you're not disrespecting us. You're you're proving that what we're what we're doing, you know, is working uh, and, and and continues to work. You know, you got the freedom to do those things. So, you know, he's he's wrong. He's
1: dead wrong. Okay. And, Crystal, I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the hype from the weekend. Did you have a comment on it, Uh, what 45 said regarding professional athletes who kneel at the National Anthem?
3: Well, you know, I just have to uh, agree with what Bobby said, that it's it's disrespectful for him to say anything at all. Um, And actually – what he was doing, he was trying to get, you know, a rally out of the people, his base, and he Mm -hmm. felt that this was the way to do it. And he was right because he was waning a little bit because of his going into um, a little bit of a bipartisanship, you know, regarding um, uh, what he, you know, what he had to do, you know, with some of the things, issues at the White House, and that got him a little scared, because they were, you know, his base, which, of course, are white um, Americans, some of them. Um, so he decided to do this because he felt that this would be the best thing to do in order to rally his troops again. And this really, I don't, this had, for him, anyway, for Trump, this had nothing to do with, uh, of course, the black issue, or what, you know, Colin had done in the first place. This had nothing to do with the football, you know, issue. It has nothing to do with anything. It all it only has to do with what can I say in front of these people to get them back on my side, and that's what he chose to say. And he this was not scripted. This was not, of course, a part of anything that he had um, written in front of him. And you know, of course, none of his advisors to, told him to say this, um, and he didn't really he didn't discuss it with him. He just said it, and then you know, afterwards, he said, "Oh, I think that went really well." <laughs> so. He, this this is what he's all about He's not about the issues He's about just making sure that he stays In whatever position He's decided to stay in And I personally think he just wanted to say You're fired again So he decided to do that
1: Oh yeah He turned sideways And after he realized he had said his tagline He got off into it You're fired dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> <it. laughs>
1: So, and Buck, I'll let you have your two cents in on him if you had anything to add. Man, I mean, it just it goes to show you how ignorant he
2: actually is. I
1: can barely hear you, man.
2: I said it just know, goes to show you how, how ignorant he actually is. Um, I mean, it, I mean, there was no reason to pick you know, on the NFL. You know, and, you know, he did this. He was dead know, wrong, you know, wrong you know, about you know, it. And, you know, you know, if you want to talk about firing somebody, I know we would get fired if we just stood up and said, y'all are sons of bitches at our jobs." You know, if you work for somebody else and you say you're a son of a bitch, you're probably going to be fired. Probably. So, so, should I mean, shouldn't we fire the president? Since you're trying to get somebody fired, let's get you fired. Just saying. I mean, you ain't really doing shit anyway. But... <laughs> You know, so the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, you're talking about a organ, you know, the NFL as a whole as a brotherhood. That I mean, look what JJ J. Watt has done for the people in Houston, raising over thirty-four million dollars for the relief effort. And you want to call these guys son of a bitches? They may not be like your Alexander Venablez, who's an Army Ranger. But he's these guys go out in the community and give people turkeys, things for holidays, toys, things of that nature. And you gonna call these guys? They give back to the community all the time. You want to call them son of the bitches? Not very smart, Not my opinion.
1: Okay. And old school. I was gonna. I was gonna kind of ask you that too. I mean, the insult to the players. Uh, cursing the players out is not anything that I can say I've ever seen from um, a president before, and I don't know if you all have seen uh, LeBron responded to what was was saying. And to oh, me, yeah. old school, I, I think that Trump
4: actually woke some people up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 he don't, not only woke them up, but he united them. Like I said, a team is a team. You, you're talking about a team that's already together. Now you mess with the whole organization. You said all of them were son of bitches. You didn't name just one or two. You said all of them. So you, you made everybody come together. Now you didn't just call out one group. You called out all of us. So we going to lock our arms and unite against you, which he thought was uh, real good. If you saw the tweets that he put out, he thought that that was uh, in honor mm-hmm. of him when – you know it was not some I, I guess somebody had to tell him that no dude that wasn't for you that was against you but that goes to show how how dumb he is like I said he's not too smart the guy thinks on a seems like a, a child level if you going to start a war uh, off of something somebody said you ain't thinking too bright you know what i'm saying so all we can do is pray and hope that he won't be back in there again you <laughs> ain't kidding
2: <laughs> All right. Another thing, thing too, there's a whole lot of other issues that we need to be addressing other than whether we stand or sit, you know, as far as the flag goes, you know, we under I mean, we fought, you know, there's a lot of people that died. So we could have the freedom that we have To day. And we still have a long way to go. But at the same time, you know, you want you want to, you know, fight the NFL when you should be turning your attention to, you know, looking at this fool over there in North Korea or looking at the relief efforts in Florida and and in in Houston and, you know, in Puerto Rico and places like that. That's where you need to be having your attention to instead of starting ridiculousness with the NFL of all things. I mean, you're not getting the job done. And, you know, those are the issues, you know, that you need to be addressing other than the national football
4: and he started mess with the NBA. Don't forget, Steph Curry just said he might not go. So he said, "Well, if you might not, well, don't come at all. I take my invitation away from you."
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> How
4: are you gonna tell go someone ahead. you
1: gonna withdraw your
4: invitation when they
1: premier- said they weren't going? Yeah. well, so, you
4: know that that was real funny. I thought. Yeah. I <laughs> But that's that's, that's just people standing up to this president. They know that this is not the person that should be in there. Okay, we made a mistake. He's in there. But we can't can't follow him to ruin. We got to keep our our minds about us, our wits about us, and stay on the course that this uh, America was on before he got in there. Now, some people say, well, the people that you ask say he's doing a great job. They're not paying attention to him because he's making smoke signals to make it look like he's doing a good job. He ain't doing nothing but causing problems against everybody. But well, everybody.
2: You know, Trump Trump is only only for the one percenters. And and when when common sense starts taking hold, which I think it is starting to take hold, I think the American people know. I mean the one percenter is the only thing that's the reason why he's deregulating this, that and the other. For the one percenter. That's not helping us. You know, that's helping them. So You're right. You know, and that's what, that's what you know, and the ones that are, you know, he likes the dumb and the uneducated because them are the ones, that those are the ones that's raising all the hell talking about he's doing something for the company, for the country. He's not doing shit. He's not doing anything, you know. So, yeah, I mean, the ones that got the brain and, you know, checking things out and going like, all right, this president is really not doing anything. You know, what we need to do is try to get things better. We got to unite and you know stop this nonsense before our country goes and ruins. Okay,
1: very good. And we're we're seeing influence all over the place. With um, I've seen band members take a knee while they're playing the national anthem. Um, and, you know, in colleges, I've seen uh, high school teams take a knee. And, I mean, you're starting to see it all over. People, you know, even in the stands and stuff. And um, I know Nick Cannon has a YouTube video. I think it's called Tribute for Tribute to Kaepernick Stand, Stand for What? I don't know if you've seen it. It's a four-minute, like, spoken word type of – well, I like to say Nick Cannon uses spoken word instead of rap because it really ain't rap.
2: <laughs>
1: but uh, it's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. Check it out. And, um, I posted in the, uh, T2Q group for those who haven't on the event page, but, um, Crystal, let me go back to you for a second. Colin Kaepernick has kind of faded out of the, out of the spotlight on this. You know, at one time he was the face you always saw when they discussed this, but now there's so many people doing it that they're kind of just pointing the camera in every direction. Um, What do you think, if anything, Colin should do? I mean, is this a time for him to kind of lend his voice to what's going on, or is he fine just staying out of the shadows and letting things happen? What do you think should be the next thing he should do strategically?
3: Well, you know, it's funny, you know. um, I really don't think that he has done anything strategic at all. Um, even from the beginning, I mean, yeah, he took a he took a knee that was great, and then he didn't vote, so we're like, what are you doing? And then um, he hasn't really talked that much about it. Um, you know, I think it would be a good idea if he would come out um, to say here it you know was the original intention. Let's let's bring it back to the reason I um, took the knee in the first place. And so, you know, to remind everybody, because right now all these people that are, you know, taking a knee, standing back up, locking arms, this really doesn't have anything to do. I don't even know if they even know exactly why he did it in the first place. I don't think they do. Um, I think the only reason why they're doing it now is because, you know, Trump said something stupid. And it's (laughs) just, you know, the jocks off. And the owners. Like whoa, wait a minute! You can't mess with our black people, you know they're they're good. And um, so I don't, I really, I think this is what this is all about is to show that kind of solidarity for the game and for the you know the the football players. It's really turned to that, (laughs) you know, and which is quite interesting because half of the, the or most of the football players did not take a knee with him or even stand by him. Um, hardly anyone, and definitely not the owners. So would he even say, hey, he can do that if he wants to do that. So, um, yeah, I would have a like for him or, I don't know, maybe somebody else to pick up the baton and keep running with it or something, but I really don't think that um, he's really done much of anything um, for this. He's been pretty silent, you know, and, and if I can't hear it, You know, it's it's silent. I mean, maybe he's (laughs) talking to people on the sports shows or something, but if you haven't reached someone like me, and I say me because I'm constantly, you know, with my nose in here listening. So if you haven't reached me, then you haven't reached the masses. So I don't know what he's saying. I don't think he said anything, and if he has, I haven't. He whispered because I didn't hear it. But um, and maybe he's not the person to do that. Maybe maybe this has gone bigger than what he really intended, or maybe he was hoping it would catch on and people would join him, and then others would stand up. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> right now I think it's for someone else to to remind people why it was done in the first place.
1: Okay, Dr. Willis, you think somebody else needs to pick up the baton? Um.
0: I don't know how I feel about that I think um I don't think it's a it's a um it's a, it's a movement that needs you know one central figure you know um I think it's a movement that could you know spread fire like it's doing right now, you know what I'm saying I don't think yeah. as long as the message is not getting lost, which it is kind of you know what I'm saying uh, like Crystal said, you know some of uh, a lot of those players wasn't even taking the knee in the beginning anyway but that could be another reason for that too. You know, you know, know, folks, like I was telling you, Nick, you, uh, a lot of us don't, you know, you know, we're afraid now. We don't, we don't stand up for a cause like we did back then. So maybe everybody was sitting there waiting to see what's going to happen to that man before, you know, they do something. Okay. Well, you know, now here it is going along. The NFL hasn't come out and said anything about these people doing that. So, all right, maybe I'll give it a shot now. You know, so I think that's what's happening with that right there. Uh, I don't think that it's totally lost on on those that are starting to do it now as far as what the uh, the, the intent behind the kneeling is. I think that it's that's still an issue with, with mostly white people. They, they're they the ones who are getting it wrong and making it about the flag and, and everything like that. But I think for mo- mostly for – and some and some of the white players do get it, like um, uh, Long and the rest of them, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, uh, Watts and all them, they get it. But uh, – the 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 overall situation though don't need a central uh figurehead. You know what I'm saying? They just need we just need to keep moving with it. You know what I'm saying? Stay focused on what, what the cause is and just keep moving. As far as Cap is concerned, I think I remember I'm not sure. Uh I, and I should have probably saved the source on this, but I think he was quoted or he even said uh, it was a uh, uh, taping of him saying it or something, but he said he couldn't speak on it right now, but he said he want he wanted to get out and say something but he can't right now. So I don't know if he's quiet now because he has to or there's something going yeah. on that we are not aware of. But um I'm with I'm with everybody else that think that he should come out and say something if he can. But if there's some some reason that we don't know about and he just can't right now then I think that at the right moment or at due time he probably will come out and and uh you know give us answers as to why he he shied away and back down or, you know, got out of mm-hmm. the limelight. But um, yeah, that there's that, there's for a Okay.
1: All right, so um, old school, back to you for a second, and and back to forty five. Was Trump within his right to inject his opinion into the players kneeling because this was dealing with something
4: political? Uh, he may have been right to interject into it, but from what I hear, he wasn't supposed to influence anything that an employer does with the employees. You know what I mean? He 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 actually said outright, "You need to fire these SOBs." And uh, from what I what I from what I've seen, I, I I don't know how true it is, but they say that's against the rules of the presidency. You know what I mean? Okay, and, and another thing that. And another thing that I heard, uh, speaking on the uh, the owners, the owners, there was like three owners that gave him a million dollars during his uh, election. So it's like they backed him then, but they kind of backing up now, trying to make it look good for their team. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't want yeah. to lose their team, but they also don't want to lose they what they paid money for to get in there. You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and you know, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. It's he always the about money, the money. So he's controlling things right now. So Yeah. And on the point about Kaepernick, y'all, I don't think we heard about him because they blackballed him. They pretty much blackballed him. No team are hiring. They got people that came out and say they wouldn't hire him. Uh, they got general managers that say if uh, he come in here, I'm leaving. So, you know, that's why we ain't hearing from him. He's trying to get a job. Okay, okay. And um, I, I heard that Obama,
1: the most Obama got from an NFL owner was
4: what four hundred thousand? Yeah, something but, like that. Yeah, and
1: yeah, that was but, one.
4: <laughs> his 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 whole total didn't come up to uh, Trump's one one Trump's contribution. Mm. And
1: so I mean this thing has really hit, and like I said, it's really hit a lot of people publicly because, all right, there's a Louisiana lawmaker who said that by the New Orleans Saints protest that they did I guess this past Sunday, they've threatened to rescind state funds from the Saints. So some wow. of the money that you know like the eighty five million that was paid to renovate the super the, the Superdome and they want to have some future renovations and things of that nature, they're actually threatening to take this money away from the Saints simply because they say the Saints are quote unquote disrespecting our national anthem and the and the flag In the name of social justice. I mean, so this stuff is, is 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 going well beyond the football field. Okay. Now, whether or not they can take money from them, I don't know, but just the fact that someone has even brought it up, a Louisiana lawmaker, lets you know how serious this stuff is and how crazy this stuff is. Well, you know but, what did I just say. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. Yeah. It's always about the money And so Let's see Buck I, I'll let you chime in with the same question I asked old school Was Trump within his right To inject his opinion About the players kneeling because it was Dealing with something political
2: um, The president has to have, have okay. You have to I mean you can think it But it doesn't necessarily need to be said and, I mean, we, we've we seen countless times where this president has, has said something that just it's just other presidents would even dream about saying. And, you know, him saying something like that was just out of line, out of place, um, and should not be said. Um, and whether it's, a, you know, if it's against the rules of the president of the United States, you can't say what you want to say. I mean, you have to get... And if you're not gonna use that, you know, not be taught and not be you know, and not stand for all Americans, then you shouldn't be Period. Because like I said earlier, if we get up there and do you know, we do those things as our job, we get fired. So if anybody needs to be top, Donald Trump. <laughs> Point blank. Okay. All right,
1: and (laughs) so uh, I I don't know what we're gonna see on Sunday. I don't know on on Sunday the players might not even come to the stadium before the national anthem. I mean, everybody's trying to do something different, or maybe they'll all fly in, hanging from an eagle or something. I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, it seems like this stuff has kind of reached a boiling point to where now, well, let me, Crystal, let me ask you this now that basically everybody in the NFL has pretty much participated. I I mean, is this a strategy to make it all go away? I mean, now that it's no longer a focus on one person or a few people now that it seems like everyone is doing it, that it's just going to ultimately just not be a thing
3: anymore. Well, I think it's ultimately not going to be a thing anyway. I mean, you know, people are, you know, their um, attention spans are very short when it comes to these things. But, um, you know, the fact that, you know, the people are continually doing it, I think you know what, I think what would stop it is for um, them to give him a job and then, you know, like maybe not let him play or something. I mean, whatever. I mean, but to you know, just give him a job for the season, let it you know, let it ride, whatever. Just to say, Okay, we gave him a job, okay, you're ready to sit down now or stand up or whatever you want to do. But um I think I think that's really it. And I think that's probably what's gonna end up happening. Um, or maybe he'll just get paid off or something. Who knows? I don't know. But um I don't think these protests are going to continue, at least maybe they'll just go until the football season is over. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's happening in other you know, fields, it's happening in baseball and and, and stuff like that. But um you know, yeah, I, I think it will die down anyway. Um but I think something will happen. Um, maybe they maybe there has to be a way of uh letting people re- know that whether you stand up for the you know, for the flag, to salute the flag or not, is not, not illegal. It's your right to do it or not do it. You know, um, there are plenty of athletes who are over here from other countries. They don't necessarily have to. I mean, why why would you say they needed to, to do that? So, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's getting a little much for me. And then all of a sudden, you know, Trump says something stupid and now it's gotten worse. So... I'm sorry. I guess that's what I get for saying something
1: uh, You're hilarious Okay So um, This uh, This whole This whole ordeal has Like I said been going on for a year and a half Even though Colin Kaepernick is not the first person Uh, With social media now, he's the most high-profile person, athlete to ever um, either kneel or turn his back to or stay in the locker room during the playing of the national anthem. And so now this has just turned into a discussion every day, and and I watch a lot of clips on Facebook uh, You know the different sports shows And there's some shows on Some of the news channels And I use the term news lightly Um, And you know You have some people who look at it as Okay The flag and the troops are being disrespected Then you have some people who are looking at it For what it is about You know the inequalities that Minorities are suffering At the hands of Police and other injustices And I I kind of wonder We we haven't had As much Police brutality In the news, at least in my opinion As of late, I'm not saying It's not happening, because of course it is Probably happening all over I don't feel like it's really been Put in the news very much And I don't know if that would contribute to More people um, having a say in this whole stand or kneel thing Or not But I, I guess at some point This thing has to Reach ahead or, or maybe The next movement takes over This this kind of I don't know almost like it took over for Black Lives Matter Even though it's kind of one and the same And but I feel like the best time To discuss Anything regarding race Is when there's no controversy At the time Okay if someone gets shot in the street Then people are Going to yell at each other and nothing's ever going to get done All right, But when things are peaceful I think that's the time For people to come together And actually try to Hear what the other group is saying And With the owners And their I guess you know Being rich of course you're going to Pretty much being the pocket of the president Because you want the president to make you richer um, I saw where Tom Benson The owner of the Sykes Is going to come into about 382 Million dollars Because of some of the Cuts and breaks and things of that nature That New Orleans has given him And that's probably why they want to take some of that Money back And so you know these guys are Super rich and they're not hurting And they're going to probably do what's Going to help them make more money uh and i don't know i mean i'm 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 kind of rambling on here but I, I guess my my rambling is an indication that it's, it still seems like this has no direction it's like this has nowhere to go and it's just a matter of time before it just kind of fizzles fizzles out now i will say this with the nba players Getting involved now—that doesn't—that definitely means this is this won't end when football season is over. This is something that's going right. to linger around. And then I, I, there was also a person who took a knee in baseball the other day, and there's only like twelve people, twelve black people in baseball. So we're going to need some Latinos <laughs> to bend okay. the knee okay. if we're going to get any traction there, because um, I can count all the black people in baseball on my hand, just about. And but uh I'm still concerned about Trump and, and what he's doing. And let me just go go back around one more time and, and and Crystal, I I will start with with you on this. I have never seen someone who every time he speaks, you have people go to the left, people go to the right. It's like it's like part in the Red Sea. No one ever comes together. You have just a bunch of idiots on one side yelling. And so, and yeah, that's right. You tell them. And you have people on the other side who are like, I can't believe what this man just said. Have you ever seen someone so divisive and, and not just politics, but in anything?
3: Um, oh, Kanye West, yeah. <laughs> 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 you love them and you hate them, I guess. But um, I think the reason that this is is because number one, uh, Trump has done something that no sane politician would do, and that is alienate, you know, uh, huge masses of people, and um, and then focus in on just one person. I mean, what if uh, Obama had have done that? had said, okay, now I'm president, so all blacks get everything, and you whites can, you know, sit out sit it out for the That's really years. what I thought he was going to do. And I never thought he would do that because he's a politician. I thought you too. I'd that? be getting free stuff. No. But anyway, <laughs> but this is what he has done because he doesn't understand the world of politics. And um, he has already gone in saying, well, I'm not really a Republican. I'm um, definitely not a Democrat, and then I'm some sort of made up stuff that I made up that didn't work a few years back. So he's not really a libertarian. He's just, he's just Donald Trump. He's an entertainer. Okay? He's a businessman, quote unquote. Um, and then he took that and built on it and then became this reality TV star, which, you know, of course made his narcissism thrive. But now he's the leader of the free world. And so, you know, so now he's completely out of control. Um, I mean, he's, you're never going to get anything of any kind of um, reality from him except for himself. I, I, I expect him to do, continue to do what he's doing. I mean, even when he... You know kind of pulls back and tries, I guess, to listen to the real people in the room you know about what to do, how to what to say, what not to say. I mean, the fact that he's on Twitter like this is just insane. He's going to continue to do this. he can't not do it. I mean what is he seventy something years old? he's not changing this is who he is. however, what you know what is so hilarious to me is to listen to people defend him on any yes. level. I mean, it, I mean, even if you are a Republican and you do not like, um, you're very conservative, whatever, how in the world could you defend this person who's making a mockery of, of America, okay? And, you know, and so that's why it's so divisive is because there is no middle ground. There is, I mean, you are either on the same side, whether you're Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter, you're either against him or you are trying not to drown with him. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, there is no middle ground. That's why no one's on it. And that's why it's so upsetting to everybody when you start talking about it because it's an irrational conversation. There is no way to have a rational conversation with anybody about Donald Trump. You know, so yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I try to bite my tongue at work, and um, when people bring up certain things, I'm like, "Why did you bring that up? <laughs> I mean, come on, you have no idea what you're talking to." So, I mean, and then I, you know, I try my best without getting loud and getting crazy, um, because you know I'm at work and I do my job. But, and I just want to tell everybody, all you white people, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're taking over this oh, wow. You want a war well you got a war So I mean but I don't want to say That you know but um, So there is no there is no middle ground As far as I'm concerned Okay
1: Okay um, Anyone else want to add to that
0: <laughs> Well I just want to say that um, I think I think that there's a method to the Madness with him Um I think that he know that he's committed some crimes in office. I think that he knows that his family has committed some crimes. I know that he's probably trying to align his businesses up for a greater deal once he's long gone past the presidency. I think that to keep everybody off kilter, that's why he, you know, he, he he go off on these silly little rants and these topics to get us talking about this stuff versus talking about him not being able to get, you know, health care done about him you know, colluding with Russia, about him, you know, or his son in law, you know, uh making back you know, backroom deals with Russia and stuff. I mean all of this stuff that we're talking about is designed to keep us from talking about all the laws and things that are getting broken in the White House, the the um what they call it when you when you when you hire all your family in in office and stuff like that. I forgot the term That's but true. um There we go, nepotism, all that. Everything that he's done, no other president that I can recall um, has done, especially at this level, and in such plain sight, and then rub his nose at it like he don't care, and and get away with it, and totally get away with it. Um, like, Like Chris said, had President Obama done anything remotely close to that, he'd been out, he'd probably be in jail or whatever. But this dude has, I mean, you know, if, if if you don't think that he's colluded with Russia or his family is colluded with Russia, I mean, you have got to be freaking living under the largest rock in the middle of the country. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no way, you know, you can, you know, I know people say, well, there's no solid proof out there's proof. I mean, I mean, you can't deny that this dude hasn't done something wrong. Uh, He do it all the time, but, I think he does this to keep people from talking about the real issues that can get him in peace right this moment. And the stuff that he's doing is just it's just he's just buying himself time. Um I've never seen a president say, Okay, reporters can't come in, you know, to this meeting and I'm gonna go in with the people that you're already accusing me of colluding with, I'm gonna go in, you know, behind closed doors and we're just gonna talk. You know, and that happened at the G twenty summit. I mean, that's crazy to me. I can't even, you know, that's hard to fathom that, that that was allowed to happen. And, you know, so he knows what he's doing. So, what he does is to keep everybody else off his ass, he does this little silly stuff to keep his fan base going. All he got to do is talk about President Obama. And so he's satisfying, you know what I'm saying? Well, he's satisfying his, his home base and his livelihood all in, you know, just simple little tweets, <laughs> you know. So, he, he is a method to his madness. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's that damn dumb, but he know what he's doing.
1: <laughs> I think there's more of a madness to his methods.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. The other way around, but I can't tell. He yeah. definitely understands um, his audience to a certain extent, mm-hmm. which is why when you go to Alabama, you talk about football, you know. And... uh Use some of the vernacular that was used But I guess we'll go ahead and Get ready to wrap things up I mean this is just Wow Just one of those things where Man I am not surprised by A lot of the things I hear Yet when I hear it I still have to kind of Shake my head And just like okay Did they really say that And well I said that was it, but I do have another question And Buck In your opinion When old school dropped out, by the way Buck, in your opinion, man um, is, is racism More visible I guess than it's been Within the last 40 years in, in your opinion Is it more out there in your face With some of the
2: reactions That we're getting from some people I don't know I mean You know It's always funny You know Going out in the public now with, with everything The way it is In today's time You know You're wondering If somebody You know You get strange looks And You know you. It's almost like Is he going to speak Can I speak to him Can I speak to him Can I speak to her Can I, You know It's almost kind of funny But then when the ice is broken Everything seems like is The way it should be Um, So It may be It may be a little bit of both Where You see it But then once the ice is broken It's okay You know that's what I'm seeing Um, Now That depends That really depends on Where you are Um, You know where you are in the country You know if Yeah this is a southern state and things of that nature But you know people here Seem to be Very irritated by You know by the comments not everybody but a lot Of them are um, Because they think he was out of line But then at the same time You know there's those That support what he says So it's just you know It just really depends on where you are Is to how that Question can be answered But um you know, that's that's kinda of what I'm seeing so far. That could change. But that's what I'm seeing.
1: Um, Crystal, what about you? Is Blake is racism more visible these days than it has been in the last three or four decades?
3: Um, I don't well, I think it's visible for a lot of reasons, not just well what this is happening this is of course um uh, he has polarized people and he has definitely um- brought people to the offensive, whereas maybe in the past, even you know during Obama, a lot of the stuff that was said about you know Obama or about whatever racism was u- was usually um just you know we knew there was just a few stupid hicks you know or whatever. Around the world, but or around America, but um, I think man, what what has happened now that you've angered people so much, um, you've brought people to a level I, I call it, you know, the Saturday Night Killings level, where you know everybody's drunk, everybody's pissed off, everybody want I wanted to party, but now you fuck that up for me. Um, everybody is just right there at the edge of fighting over bullshit. You know, you don't even know why you're fighting anymore. Uh, you know, kind of what you know Buck was saying. You know, I don't know what's going on. I see someone. I, I should I say something? Should I not say something? I don't know. And then you, every you know now I look at you know white people. I'm going, uh, I wonder which side they're on, you know, and I wait for you know their response to something like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, so you're 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 right there on each side, just waiting. For someone to fuck up And and I So I think that's what really is happening It's more of the tension And it's it's race It's economics But um, you know Trump has brought out A very bad side of everybody So I mean I think even I think, I think people Weren't really Wanting to Have things ignite The way they've ignited I mean yeah we were Talking about the injustices of things that were happening in the in the on the police force or whatever, but now it's just everything. It doesn't even matter. Just everything. Oh so yeah, he's definitely made it worse. That's for sure. Okay.
1: And Dr. Willis, I'm going to give you the sixty-three dollar question, sir. Oh,
3: okay.
1: And, and you'll have to and you'll have to answer this as a black person.
2: Okay. Why are white
1: people Well not all white people of course Why are some white people So upset
0: White people are so upset Because For one uh, There's multiple reasons One I think that they um, They hear it a lot even and But even though they, they refuse To see that there's a cause For it They hear it a lot So and then two, a lot of them feel like they don't they don't benefit from their whiteness, even though that this this thing called white privilege is a real thing, but they don't feel like they benefit from it. So they 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 think that they're no more privileged than or are uh, no more uh, no better off than we are. All right. Three. Um, then you got that sector that just just hate us. <laughs> so. You know they're going to be pissed regardless. So I mean it's just a number of factors that uh, that keep them pissed about it because, and then you know the main I think the overarching uh, theme to all of it is that it's a threat to their position. You know, so if we do get some kind of leeways or you know or you know climb that ladder to equality, they feel like they're going to get bumped off instead of realizing that there's enough for everybody. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of factors that, that, that keep these people um, upset and angry. I think, um, you know, g- going to that question you just asked, love to, because I want to give a, a little blurb on that. I think racism was always, always, a sh- you know, uh, there and showing its head, but it hit the bo- boiling point on the President Barack Obama, because a lo- vast majority of them can stand to see a black president in office a black man in office you know running the country so that was the boiling point okay where the explosion came was when they finally when when white people that felt that way finally got a sympathizer in the white house for them because they already saw under president obama it was okay to kill blacks and then you know go off and get a paid vacation you know what i'm saying so they so they were already like you know what i'm saying like the The tiffin spirit had already been reached, and now when they got the sympathizer in office for them, that's when it just said, you know what, we don't have to hide no more. We got someone in office that thinks just like us. So, you know, we can show our faces and we can just be who we are and let's just go for it. And that's what they're doing. And that's why we see, that's why it's gotten worse because they have a sympathizer. Now, if they had not gotten a sympathizer in office, Then you know it would still be Stifled but they are emboldened now And and that's why we're seeing it At the levels that we're seeing it right now
1: Okay Very good sir and I want to say That Dr. Willis not only Plays a doctor on the radio he also Plays a white man on the radio So let me express (laughs) that (laughs) So State that for the record (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and wrap things up and yeah, been a very good conversation and which is all we need to have. A conversation. You know, I, I think that and I don't know how many white people are out there listening, but if you did listen to the show, if you listen to a majority of the show, I think you will understand that black people yeah, we've gotten some stuff over the years because, let's be honest, we kind of had it coming to us. I mean, y- you know, we were way behind when it comes to being a citizen and y'all oldest. us. Let's be honest, you know, but we're still not on equal playing field just because you have people who are going to school and getting degrees and getting good jobs and making a lot of money doesn't quite mean that we're equal just yet. There's still some areas where there can be some improvement and especially when it comes to the police because a CEO, black CEO making six digits a year can get shot in the head just like a black crackhead who stole $6. So don't get it twisted. All right. But I do want to say to the People who feel like NFL players um, don't have a right to speak their mind, I, I just want to say I don't understand how you would even have the audacity to feel that way. The, the term that I heard over the last 48 hours from Fox News, from even some people on ESPN and some of these other talking head shows, Was these players should be grateful Okay Why is it that Athletes Who are mostly black Let's you know Mention that Why should they be grateful That they're successful And making money Alright I mean you have White people make money all the time I mean are they You know Thank God I live in America You know Don't Don't treat These people you when I say these people, I mean these athletes Like They got some kind of charity Or some type of handout And they should be just happy To be where they are Everyone out there on that field Has put in blood, sweat, and tears To get where they are So just because we call it a game Doesn't mean that they don't work Any harder than you At your office or your desk job If anything, they probably work More than you at your office And your desk job As a matter of fact I'm going to go as far to say I know they work harder than you Because all you got to do is Whatever you do at your desk When not only do they have to Put in desk work by studying And memorizing a playbook Which can sometimes be 500 pages They also got to go lift weights Run three miles And do all that other stuff that you probably don't do So if anything Anybody should be be grateful you should be grateful That you have people of this Caliber who can entertain you On the weekends when you Have nothing else going on for yourself So I wanted to state that Alright next Week um, Should have Another show next Tuesday I don't think my Guy son has a football game but I have to check uh, But tomorrow Zone coverage we'll talk About actual football Play uh, tomorrow at 9 p.m. on Zone Coverage We'll go ahead and hold off on to Get Crystallized this week and we'll get into Back into that next week um, So we'll get our final thoughts And I will Start with Crystal to get your final Thoughts on this whole Stand for the Anthem or Kneel or if you want to talk about 45 Or wherever you want to go with it.
3: Okay First of all I do want to speak to what you just said. Um, I don't feel sorry for football players and athletes, okay? I'm sorry. You're not going to get me to feel sorry for them or to go like, oh, my God, they're fucking gods. You know, they get to play the game that they fucking love, all right? And, yeah, they work out, but there are plenty of people who work out and look just as good or better than they do and work harder working out every day um, there are plenty of people who go to an office and still have to deal with stressors and may have to, oh, my God, they have to actually look at a policy manual and actually have to um, think about it and write it up and do things with it. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> I have to serious like, You are the not going to get any kind of people who are actually going to say, oh, you're so right. These guys work so hard, better than anybody in the world. Yeah, they work hard, but they don't, I don't think they work any harder than any body else. And um, the only reason why they get paid as much as they do, it has nothing to do with how hard they work. It has to do with the ticket sales. Okay? It has to do with how many people come to watch the game. And I, I guarantee you that they would feel, now I'm not defending you know, someone saying that they should feel grateful or whatever, but yeah, they should feel grateful. Okay, <laughs> they fucking get to do what they have dreamed of doing all their fucking life. Now, think about all the little boys and girls or whatever who are playing whatever game they play or want to sing or whatever the hell they want to do in life. Um, out of all those who work just as hard, work very good or whatever, a handful of them get to go to pro. A handful. And then a handful of them actually get mm-hmm. noticed and recognized without being traded every 10 days or something. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> ever? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No sympathy for these guys on that. I trip. just want to say, no. You sound no, like no, no, a no, hater. no, no, no. Okay, what the fuck ever. <laughs> and, and if people are saying that, yeah, they're yeah, of course there's are going to be people who are like, hey. yeah, you motherfucker, you are playing a game you love. You're working hard at it. You're doing great. You could be a coach some damn way or, you know, at a little high school or something making, you know, $40,000 a year or some crap. But instead, you're making $40 million a fucking year. So fuck you if you have to take a knee or not take a knee or get – or I have to yell at you while you walk back into the pool pen because you you were shit out there playing the game. So who gives a shit? I don't, we don't care about that. Okay, So Crystal, I'm sorry. Is, that is, was a nice is, little is, speech. It's it was okay a nice that the Lions But I cannot let that ride is for okay the that of the lost. world. I cannot let that ride. That is <laughs> some, <laughs> some goddamn groupie fan Loving football player, and fan, the words, shit you just did. To, the words I'm sorry, Sanders,
1: I will wash your mouth out. <laughs> that,
3: was <some> bull- <laughs> that was beautiful, man. You should have had some, some violin strings playing behind that. shit <laughs> But anyway, that's all I had to say about that. Um, and I guess I look forward to next week where I'll bring you some more, some actual, you know, get crystallized gossip and everything. Uh, I guess I could no just doubt. say with the gossip, um, Chloe's pregnant, and um, so is Kylie. So, whatever. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> really. black guys. <laughs> so, there it now, is. Now, who are they dating again? <laughs> well, Chloe's dating some guy named Tristan. What is he, a basketball player or some shit? I don't know. Um, oh, no. And <laughs> Kylie is dating what rapper? Not Tyga, the T-tiger. other one. Not
1: Isn't
3: Tyga Kylie, no. like,
1: 19 or 20 or Tyga. something? Tyga.
3: Um, she's like 19. Yeah. She, I don't think she's made it okay. to the two O's yet. But anyway, she's preggers and, um, she's her, she's going to be having a baby in February. Um, and Chloe is actually the only one I'm actually interested in, but she is, she's also pregnant. So, which is great because it took a long time to get pregnant and there's a lot of other stuff going on, but you know, you can check it out on the blog. Otherwise I'll have some more stuff next week, but there's lots going on. Um, Oh, Cardi B. Cardi B, I gotta, you know, mention her, my girl. You know, she has um done something that no other female black rapper has ever done. She's you know, number fucking one on the Billboard chart. And no one no one else has ever done that. Yeah, not as a rapper. I mean, um the only other female um who's done it oh, who was that? Um I don't have it in front of me. Girlfriend. But um but anyway, you can check that out, that's what's going on.
2: Thank you, ma'am.
3: You're welcome. <laughs> sad, sad to see to you. Sad. sad to speak. <laughs> I have to take away your man card on that one. I'm sorry. Have to put it in, in, in holes or something, put it the door for a while. It's on probation, man. Thank you. <laughs>
1: put some
2: respect on my name. <laughs> but. <laughs> 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 wow. Go ahead, but uh-huh. a great show. I mean, great dialogue, and you know, if anything, our this is um has started the dialogue, but we can't lose sight on you know what the original intent was, um, which is you know we need to be on an equal playing field, um we also need to come together as one and you know the division is real it's out there but at the same time it's up to us as as a as a nation to just stop the divide um you have a president that does not understand what it is to to lead a country um and you know for somebody that doesn't have a full cabinet yet and probably will never have one He needs to be leaning on the ones that are, you know. There needs to be some bipartisanship where you know he leans on, so that way we can come together, not only as a country, but also as a government as well. A lot of people don't realize this, but this country was actually based on misfits, you know. And they, you know, that's that's our history. The people that came from over over in Europe, you know, were thieves, crooks, criminals. And you know we came over here and stole the land from the Indians. Yeah, I know that's deep, and a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's what it is. This country was based on that, and as a result, this is you know that's part of some of the problems that we that we still face to this day. So, how do we solve that problem? The only way we're gonna solve it is to you know we have to stand up and unite all of us in one accord. That's what made you know. You know, he's saying he's trying to make the country great again. He's really not. We, as a people, have to make this country great, great again. And the only way we're gonna do that is stop the fighting over stupid nonsense. We have to come together and do the things that are necessary to move this country forward. We shouldn't be dealing with shit like this right now. You know, this is it's retarded. When you know, we, we should be moving forward, but we are. So we know what we need to do to straighten it out. We need to go ahead and start doing it, um, you know, being nice to our fellow men and women and try to get – and it's it's easier said than done because of all the division, but we have to start somewhere. I mean, people have died to try to make this country, you know, make it great. So if you choose to sit, sit. If you choose to kneel, kneel. If you choose to stand, stand. Everybody has their own reasons for doing whatever they want to, but that's we, this country is supposed to be free, and sometimes you just gotta let stuff roll off your back so I think and uh, I think we learned a lot over the weekend, and we also what we learned more than anything that we got a long way to go still so but we gotta we gotta do it together, and that's the only way we're gonna be able to defeat this.' But great show, enjoyed it. Very much and looking forward to the sports show Tomorrow night glad to have everybody on And listening to you know all The you know the comments and things Of that nature but everybody enjoy the rest of your Week Thank you sir Dr.
1: Willis shut it down for me
0: right, um, I'm going to give a quick uh, History lesson real quick before I give my final thought Um, The Americas Wasn't really named the americans when when it was so called discovered but for the sake of understanding what i'm saying north south and central america when the europeans came across and this is before slavery when they came across and they so called discovered the countries you know these these uh you know these lands they described the people they saw as tan or um tan or or copper colored people right that's how they described the negro so we get the history lesson starting with uh we get the the slavery history lesson that said we were brought here. fact is we were already here uh and that's fact that that this is uh this is documented uh stuff so we were already here uh um uh, you know when when this place was so called discovered so I just want to put that out now a lot of us were were brought from um Africa when the slave trade started and stuff like that, but black people brown people were already here. All right, that's that's a quick history lesson. Um, but as far as uh, my thoughts on on this whole thing with forty five and all that, uh he sh- he is definitely adding fuel to the flame. Instead of uh trying to uh enact peace and and calm and quelch all the, the vitriol and that that's out there. He's um, he's actually relishing in in the uh, the growth of it because Like I said, it keeps all eyes off him while he does what he is trying to get accomplished in office. So that's something that we got to uh, keep our eyes on. As far as the protest, it's a peaceful protest. I don't think you need a central figurehead for it. As long as people stay true to the uh, original meaning the idea behind it, then I think that it will be fine. Uh, Colin, at some point, hopefully he'll come out and speak so people understand what's going on with him. Uh, i don't I don't necessarily think that he's quiet because uh he's um you know he's looking for a job or anything like that because uh it just wouldn't make sense for him to have lost his lost his uh, opportunities or a job by speaking out in the first place so um I think there may be other reasons unbeknownst to us that that's keeping him quiet, so you know look forward to see what's what's going on with that um, you know uh what else we talked about um as far as um white people are concerned, and no I am not in nun area or whatever you call me the i play I don't play a white person
2: <laughs>
0: you know I'm a hundred percent brother, but um, I try to look at everything from all sides before speaking and uh, and you know and then give you my opinion on it but uh white folks don't want to acknowledge what we're saying as a whole, white folks as a whole, not all of them, but white folks as a whole don't want to acknowledge what's going on. They don't want to acknowledge the atrocities that we face as a minority, as a black people here. And don't get me wrong, it's some of them that are getting killed also, just not on the level that blacks are getting killed. So yeah, we're, we're right now, they should be happy that that's all we're doing right now is just singing and, and protesting and hemming and high. But, when it get down to the point where we're actually fed up and some shit start getting uh torn down and stuff, then they'll have something to really be afraid of. um they should not worry about losing their place um you know this whole system is designed for them, so if we do start climbing that ladder that ladder of equality uh, you know there's enough room for everybody you know so and they need to recognize that and understand that. But um, I do agree with Buck as far as, you know, we all need, you know, it takes everybody to make this country great, not just one person or a few people, or a handful of people. It takes all of us saying, you know, let's put our differences aside for a moment, you know, let's sit down, and let's have this conversation, you know, let's let's get it all out, and let's see what we can um, do to make things better and move on from there. That's hard to do, you know what I'm saying, with, you know, uh, 300 million-something people because everybody got their own ideas of what, what would make it great. Everybody got their own ideas of, um, you know, who they could tolerate dealing with and shaking hands with and stuff like that. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. But if we want to affect change, I think right now we have to start getting, we, start, we have to start getting into our kids' heads. Because the only way racism is going to die right now is with this next generation coming up, if we teach them the love, and if we reach out to a family that we know that that preaches hate and we, we try to get to their kids before it sinks into them and teach them that it's about love, then and only then will racism die out in this, in this country. But, but it won't die out with all of us trying to come together and talk about it. We have to reach our kids right now. We have to teach them love and we have to teach them equality. We have to teach them respect. We have to teach them all those things that are going to eradicate racism. So outside of that, um, you know, our blacks have to recognize that we do have white people on our side as well. We got people out there marching with us. We got people out there, you know, getting beat down, you know, ran over by cars and shit. I mean, so they're out there with us because they, because some of them do actually see it and they get it. And they understand that they have a privilege in this world that's not afforded to everybody else. So we, we also need to be mindful of those people that, that you know, is out there bleeding and sweating with us. So, um, And with that being said, you know, great show tonight. Um, It was good chopping it up with Crystal Buck and, of course, UQ. So I look forward to the next show.
1: All right. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you. Mm. And um, one thing I wanted to add, um, you know, of course, we had the Hurricanes come through and they did damage in Houston. They did damage to Florida. But I I, I wanted to mention the islands. You know, we have two show legends who are from the St. Croix Virgin Islands um, area and with uh, Gigglebox and my man Archie, you know, and his his wife. And they had two Category 5 hurricanes hit back-to-back in a 12-day period for St. Croix and and the Virgin Islands. And there are about 55,000 people that live in St. Croix year-round. Estimations of like $200 million to rebuild just the electrical grid, most of which was above ground. Um, If you've seen pictures, the telephone and electrical lines look like a ball of tangled yarn. It's just stuff all over the place. 70% of the buildings there are damaged. And right now they have about 1,200 U.S. National Guards, Um, people who are helping with digging residents out. Now, about 800 of them are from the Virgin Islands, so there's only 400 from outside the Virgin Islands. A lot of people lost their homes, they're living in tents, don't have clean water, all that stuff. There are (laughs) about another 1,500 guards, people who are on the way. But for those who want to contribute to the U.S. Virgin Island recovery, you can do so at usvirecovery.org. That's usvirecovery.org. And I know there's a release. Um, there are things going on for Puerto Rico as well, but I didn't want to forget the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands because, you know, not only because it kind of hits home for us with Archie and, and Mashivia a.k.a. Gigglebox, but, uh, you know, just don't want to leave anyone out. So again, usvirecovery.org dot org, if you want to help out
2: for those in the Saint Croix, Virgin Islands area. I uh, got a question who, for you. You, got, you. Yeah, got a question for you. Have you been? Have you been able to reach out to either one of them to see if they were all right? And they're fine. They're actually both living in the states now. Um, matter okay. of
1: fact, I think they're in North Carolina. Okay, so
2: where?
1: I think they're in North Carolina North now.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Home of uh but they Dr. Willis here. So right. now they do have but they do still have family there also, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they still have family and friends that are there and I don't know um the situation with with that as far as, you know, I guess their family and friends are okay. She didn't mention anything being wrong. I spoke with my earlier. But uh just want you all to keep them, you know, if you're able to help, then that's great. Keep them in your thoughts and prayers and that's going to be a long recovery. I mean, not just for them, but, you know, Houston, Florida. I mean, they went through it as well, but like I said, they caught two Category 5s back-to-back in a 12-day span. So That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So just keep, like I said, keep them in your thoughts and prayers and if you're able to do anything to assist, and please do. All right. And on that note, my thanks to my show legends for holding it down. You can go to TalkToQ.com and sign up for the email newsletter. Keep up with what's coming out and when. Follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. And if you like sports, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. And if not, we'll see you next week, Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. Enjoy the rest of your week.
2: Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Carly, go ahead.
3: Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners.
2: I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships.
3: Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man.
2: You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get. Because <laughs> we got a problem, you can hand your phone up, baby. I don't
1: care about it. Oh, my goodness. Bad man posted something in the chat room. I am a baby choke over here.
3: Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Does that make sense? I like that. I'm gonna
2: say that again one day. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and, and tell what they think. No, i ain't telling you, don't screw. Screwing is cool.
3: Some women are down for it. You wanna be my <laughs> blog lover? I said some, not all. Thank you. Hey, everybody. What up, what up? The but but way he
2: was saying some of it, it was ignorant.
3: And I'm going to call it how I see it. Count this bitch out by a number. Oh, my God. Is
1: that it? I don't care what Crystal says. Being an athlete is hard work. You know I have to have the last word.
2: Sweet.